Listener supported. WNYC Studios. There's no time to waste. Only you'll restore my faith. Mistakes I'm destined to repeat till I get them right. Walk with me into the wide open. From NewSounds.org and the studios of WNYC, this is Soundcheck, our series of live performances and interviews. I'm John Schaefer. Ben Harper's Grammy wins have come in the categories of blues, traditional soul-slash-gospel, and instrumental pop. That'll give you just a hint of Harper's musical range. His many fans have come to expect anything from alt-folk to reggae to indie rock, His latest album is called Wide Open Light, and it's a spare, largely acoustic set of songs, raw and mostly solo. Ben Harper is here to play a solo acoustic set for us, and he's going to start us off with a song called Masterpiece. John, thank you for having me. Could paint the sun and the moon and the stars Straight down from the sky Carve your likeness in stone Down to the light that shines in your eyes Build a church in your honor Stained glass windows facing east Loving you Loving you Is my masterpiece love you for who you are I love you for who you may never be From downtown all the way up to 142nd Street And all of my possessions mean less than the very least Loving you, loving you is my masterpiece Ben Harper and a live performance of Masterpiece. Ben singing and playing the acoustic guitar, the first of three different instruments you'll hear him play. Yeah, yeah. In, in the studio. Not one to, not one to sort of 
shy away from having a boatload of instruments in tow. <laughs> well, one of them comes with the studio, so... Fair enough. Yes. <laughs> it just gave me an excuse to play it. Yep. So you'll hear Ben at the piano in a little while. Um, you know, a lot has been made with some justification of the many different sounds, the different styles that you, you're comfortable working with. Having said all that, a lot of your albums seem to have a kind of unified theme to them. There's, there's an idea animating uh, many of these records. And it seems like maybe Wide Open Light is, is one of those. And oftentimes they'll be eclectic in, in soundscape, rhythm, and melody. So there'll be a reggae, rock, blues, folk. And that's, you know, being, being, being eclectic may be my stock and trade to a degree. Um, but it's nice with a record like Wide Open Light because it is very consistent for a song to last. Yeah. Long back in the day, a friend of mine, she said, you know, there was a, my very first record was called Welcome to the Cruel World. And there's a song on that album called Waiting on an Angel. And she said, God, I love that song. I love it when I'm in the bath and I'm listening to Waiting on an Angel. And then the song Mama's Got a Girlfriend comes thundering in and I got to get out of the bath and replay. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry about that. You know? So so I've been I've been. Yeah, yeah, that's it's it's been both my strength and my Achilles having the eclectic rhythm of the sequencing on the albums. Yeah. But also but I've I've enjoyed having the freedom to do that. Yeah. Uh and actually Ben, the last time we did one of these sessions, we did it remotely yes, we did. during the pandemic. Yeah, and thanks for thank you for that too. That kept me motivated and, and well, had, and, you know. And that album Winter is for Lovers yeah. was certainly uh, you know all of a piece. That yeah. was that was your instrumental kind of tribute to your guitar heroes, yes, that's I right. guess. Exactly. And this record, there are the sounds of folk and blues and, you know, I mean, the acoustic guitar is, yeah. is again, front and center yes. on, on this record. So when that happens, do you go into the project thinking, this is what I'm going to do? Or does it just kind of, you, you see what's around you and think, oh, this is what I've done? When it comes to band albums and more fully produ produced records, there is, it is one part exploration and then one part intention. Records like Winners for Lovers and... Even the, the last record I put out, Bloodline Maintenance and Wide Open Light, those are very much focused with absolute intention of how they are supposed to sound first note to last. Okay. The sound is largely solo. You have Jack Johnson joining yes, you on your sale. Yes. But all the sales are final. No returns. Not that you would. I'm pretty sure. She's gone for good. So there is, you know, there is a, a certain intentionality in, in the way you deploy the yes. few other sounds on this record. Yes, production by extraction. <laughs> uh, there's a song called One More Change, which yes. kind of blooms at the end. Yes. And, be and, and it does so because it's been so spare and kind of sparsely populated up to that point. One more change Just one more change One more One more One more One more I've got just one more change to hear me white knuckling it don't you i mean because <laughs> there's you know i know how to i, I know i i do pop i've done pop yep. i do rock, i do a lot of things to keep a record this spirit's one thing when it's just someone in their instrument yeah that's its own lane i'd been working on winners for lovers the lap steel piece for 10 years 
And you can almost, not that you can hide behind a record that's spare, but it's it's an instrumental record. Right. But to have a record that's almost as spare as Winter is for Lovers with lyrics, I'm excited that it's it's in contrast to that and is just as stripped down as I could make it, as we could make it. Because it, it did take a couple of sets of ears to help me find this lane for this album. Yeah. It also doesn't sound like it was done, or at least much of it, in a regular recording studio. I get the sense of a of people in a room. Yeah, there's people in a room. I mean, it's, a lot of it is there, it's done in studios with, you know, mics and engineers and such, but it's, there's some that is done from the basement as well. Well, but there, there's also Giving Ghosts, which yeah, is well, clearly a live performance. Yes. And where was that done? That was done, the live performance of Giving Ghosts was at the Sydney Opera House. Really? About Ten years ago, yeah. Wow, so this song's been kicking around for I've a while. I've been setting so- songs aside for this album for at least that long. Wow. Okay. So it wasn't, I'm going to sit down and write this album of songs that are all kind of related to each other. No. It's a tale no, that grew in the telling. When, when, when I've, when I, there were certain songs that I would set aside for Wide Open Light. And as I got closer, because I had the track Wide Open Light, I've had that, that I knew that was going to be the album title eight years ago. I just hope no one got to it first because there's no wide open... There's not another album with that title. I checked. You Google it. It's the only thing that pops up, right? So I was always worried that somebody would get to it first. But when there was a, when a song had a specific texture to it, Trying Not to Fall in Love with You, Masterpiece. Along the way, I gave Masterpiece to Ricky Lee Jones. Loving you But I always knew that I was going to get to it. Yeah. So there's a couple of those. I gave one more change to Mavis Staples because you do that. You know, when you're in those environments, you have to follow. You produced one of her records. I produced a Ricky Ricky Lee record and a Mavis record. Yeah. Both those records I'm so proud of. And But I had been setting the songs aside, so finally it came to the moment where I was able to have the right count, the right songs that went together. And the version of Growing Ghosts that fit on the record was that one from 10 years ago? John, I must have recorded eight different versions of that song in eight different studios, and I couldn't beat it. I even tried to take the pressure off and just put up a mic at home and said, Ben, just when you're feeling it, just go downstairs, track a few times, so there's maybe that's what you need to not be recording. But not only is the Sydney Opera House, the not only is it that live take, but that's the first time I'd ever played it. Sure. I couldn't beat this one. Wow. Oh. And yet you're going to try now. And, 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 <laughs> no, no pressure, Ben. <laughs> but at least that pressure's off. At least I was able to finally just settle in on the live take and just go, that's what it's going to be. And All So right. from here forward, the pressure's off. All right. Giving Ghosts is the name of the song. And for this, uh, you're switching to the Weisenborn. The Weisenborn. Lap Steel. This is, from the, this is one of the later, later models with actual lacquer, not, not violin, varnish, shellac. And uh, when you say later model, so what time period? Late twenties. Yeah, so we're talking about a century old instrument. So this is ninety-five years old. Yeah, it'll probably be having its hundredth birthday in five years or so. Wow! All right, let's hear Ben Harper and his Weisenborn lap steel guitar live in the studio with the song "Giving Ghosts." (laughs) 
Just break Wishing into your arms I could run In all my days You mean the most Now I got to give up your ghost Re-raise the glass One final toast When we drink to giving up your Such a cool sound from Ben Harper live here in the studio. You know, if if you just uh, ditched the words and just started moaning, <laughs> <you'd>... <laughs> let's, do, let's do it. Take two. <laughs> you'd have a great Blind Willie Johnson song on your hands. I mean, it's just that's the root of it. You know, yeah, you, it's where it comes from. Yeah. Um, That's the first thing David Lindley, R.I.P., he said when I started. When he saw how serious I was getting with it, he he said, "Blind Willie Johnson." Really? He said me and Rye, and that's where we 
that's where we are going to begin today's lesson. So did you study with David Lindley and Rye Cooter and that whole? Well, no. I mean, no one, you don't really study with David as much as him letting you come from around the backside of him to the front <laughs> to see what he's doing. Yeah. <sighs> um, but uh, you've, you've talked about the folk music center, your grandparents' folk music center yeah. there in California and yeah. the sort of formative influence that that was yes. on you. Yeah. I thought it was just normal for someone to witness a 50-year-old stranger walk in and play the sitar for three hours and leave. Like, I thought that all kids, <laughs> don't all kids have a place like this to hear that kind of thing? But no. So were you even aware at the time that that this music was sort of like getting inside I mean you were hearing pop on the radio I sure. assume at the same time yeah it was it was it, there, there was pop and Casey Kasem then sure. there was hip-hop and there was always the, my roots which are folk blues reggae soul mm-hmm did Bob Marley play at this I I went to see Bob I saw Bob at the Starlight Amphitheater in 70 78 79 uh-huh remember it like it was yesterday because I, I didn't really it was the first show I'd ever gone to Aside from my, my family. Aside from your family. Aside shop. from the family music shop, I thought that people either played music just on individual instruments or that there was this mystical, magical black saucer that fed everyone's souls. Going to see Bob Marley was the first time I... I wait a minute, what's happening on those records or what's happening? Okay, I get it. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting that in a career that has seen you play with lots of other people and do these occasional smaller projects. It's interesting to hear that, you know, over the course of 10 years, you've been setting songs aside. You also said that when you do a project like this, it is very intentional. What was that idea 10 years ago that had you set aside Growing Ghosts and then eight years ago setting aside Wide Open Light and all of the songs that are now on this record? Because in the same way that I'm working on a reggae record now and setting aside material for that, which I'm about seven songs in, it's taken me 10 years, 15 years to get those. Every once in a while, there'll be one where I have to break like, two hands or jaw work where I'll just, I got to do it now just to, as a release valve. Mm. But, and the Blind Boys record, I had been working on material, setting aside gospel material for a possible gospel album of my own. Uh-huh. So when I got the invite, to come work with the blind boys is like well okay I was ready for them there will be a light there will be a a light you know my whole life had prepared me for being ready for the Blind Boys of Alabama. In the same way, it prepared me to be in the same room uh, and have a song ready for Solomon Burke. I mean, so I, music, it will lead you, it will it, it leads us to where, whether we're fans or players, it's gonna put us where we're supposed to be. When we're supposed to be there, I'm a, I'm a believer in. That's a really nice thought. And in a funny way, um, it's almost my takeaway from this record because you have all of these songs about love in its various stages, including love disintegrating, losing love. And then the last song on the record, and I'm not talking about the two framing instrumentals at the beginning and end, but the last song, Love After Love, seems to be that 
that kind of statement that you just made. Yes. Yeah, it's in love after love. I mean, you it's not the center of the target, it's the entire target. So, you know, we all go through what we go through and have to find our way either to or you have to find your way to or find your way back to or I have to find my way to or find my way back to love, but to be able to arrive at a place that confirms why you never left love alone is really what that song is. Right. And the idea that it will take you where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Just as the song seems to kind of sum up the the journey of the record. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You want to play it for us? Yeah. Thank you. All right. Ben Harper is my guest. The album is called Wide Open Light, his latest and uh, this this song, a real beauty, is called Love After Love. Some run for cover, some chase the storm. Flags raised with a vengeance, battle ready and worn. The hardest words that I'll ever have to say is nothing to the dead silence can never pay. Love after love, love after love, long after love. Love after love, love after love, long after love. Days run away like wild horses up and over the hill. Everything is always and forever is never still. Now I sit and watch myself go insane. It's a bittersweet freedom, but it's freedom just the same. Love after love, love after love, long after love. Love after love, love after love, long after love. Again, Ben Harper, live, solo, here in the studio, and the song Love After Love, which you'll find on his new album called Wide Open Light, 
where it does sit almost as a period at the end of the sentence, yeah. and therefore a kind of a big arrangement by the end of the yeah, song. A release. Yeah. I had always, I had started in a record um, with an instrumental, but I had never ended one with one, and I'd always wanted to, and I had the one, I was, and that, that, that song was going to be on uh, the record I put out before, Bloodline Maintenance, but I couldn't, I was like, no. No, I just hold, hold. <laughs> so there's a lot of patience involved in being Ben Harper, songwriter. <laughs> just like, hey, I've written a song. Let me get into the studio. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there is this framing device of the instrumentals at yeah. the beginning and end, which, yeah. you know, to me at least is a callback to Winter is for Lovers, the all-instrumental record we were yeah. talking about. You know, the the suggestion is that it's not just the songs that talk to each other, but maybe these records do as well. I hope so. I hope so. And it does seem, when I can step away from what has been now 30 years of, of doing this, I, I'm, if I have done one thing, I do believe it's that. I think they are interconnected. The fact that I've had this kind of time and have this kind of time to have made this much music and would be doing it, I'd be doing it in the back of a music shop, I'd be doing it in dirty bars, I'd be doing it open mics. This is... This is just, I've, I've had a chance to explore it in New York City and in Zurich and in South Africa and in Sao Paulo, Brazil, in Lebanon. I mean, I, yeah. It has taken you to some pretty amazing places, yeah, it sounds including like. right here, right now with you. And it, it's, because at this point, I don't have to do it, man, you know. Right. I, I, I don't, and, and I do have to now respect the muse differently. Because huh. I, I'm not going to, I, I don't like the look of Chase. I don't, I don't want it to seem or in any shape or fashion come off as as chasing something because I have chased things in the industry and and it's not it's not where I want I, I would again I'd I'd be doing it anyway but also I do a few things a little bit differently if I could talk to my younger self mm. and I'm excited to be doing them differently now I still have the chance to to recalibrate my sonic compass because I was raised in a music store where eight hours a day I was hearing instruments from all over the world all the time, the record player, then you go home and, and then I'm supposed to be in class focused. So my, I have been, my life has been the college of eclectic sound. Mm -hmm. And once it encodes you that early, that deeply, there's no sense in paying, it, 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 would, it did me no good to be learning trigonometry. <laughs> and I knew it at the time and that made my life very difficult. Yeah. And it, but it has also come at a cost, and it, it, I haven't been, when I'm conversing, I'm now more present than I've ever been with my friends, my family, and in dialogue, because I'm not talking to you thinking about a song or listening to what we're talking about and how every single thing in my life can be filtered through a song anymore. And I'm curious as to how that's going to change what I put out from here forward. And do you have any interest in learning about the difference between sine, cosine, and tangent at this point? <laughs> Rise and run? No. <laughs> uh, so trigonometry is still, that's still way over the hill it, for it, you. It's, it's, it, and it may be not only over the hill, but uh, yeah, up and over. That's the wild horse that maybe ran away. Yeah, yeah. What, right. what, what happened to that folk music center that your grandparents ran? Um, let's see, what time is it now? It's, it's probably about to open its doors on a Tuesday. Okay. 65 years. I believe we are one of the, if not the... I think I'm pretty sure we're the oldest family-run music store in California, but possibly one of the five oldest family-run retail music stores in America. And how involved are you in that? Very involved. So when you're at home, <laughs> I'm, you you can often find me behind the till. Really? Yes. 
Okay. I get a little bit whiny when it comes to having to change a six-year-old's violin string. I do. That's when the ego kicks in. It's just like, no, hand it over, man. Hand it to someone else. You see those Grammys on the wall, you whippersnapper? You yeah, gotta change man. your own Speaking strings. of Grammys, I had one of the Grammys at the music store, just on display, on a shelf, like, on a shelf and somebody grabbed it and ran out the door with it, and they had to, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, I know, it's crazy, right? Yeah. Uh, did you get it back? Yeah, they got it back. We got it back. I think somebody had paid somebody to go get it, and it, it was, it was, and then they're like, you're gonna press charges, right? I was like, no, I'm not gonna press charges, no. You give it a good shot. You know, when I was his age, if I saw a Grammy sitting there, I may have tried to do, down, do the uh, same thing. Yeah. Um, well, the three songs you've played for us are the three you intended to play when yes. you came here today, yeah. and then you got a, a glance at the Steinway And there. tell me, tell me your engineer, tell me her name. Irene? Irene single-handedly moved that Steinway. <laughs> While you terrible. and I were stood Thank and you, watched, we, we kind of did. The gentleman that While we are. While our backs kind of just creaked. Oh, but that, there, there, there it is—the gender movement. That's it. That's it. That's it. Leave her. Let let the woman move the piano. Um, you know, this is this this song has obviously it's a different sound because it's piano as yeah. opposed to guitar. But there's also a kind of Tom Waits alt cabaret flavor yeah. to yeah. it. Am I, I, so I'm not hearing oh, 100%. things. 100%. No. <laughs> uh, and it's called Trying Not to Fall in Love with You. So so h- how did this, on such a carefully curated album, how did this fit in for you? Because at the end of the day, it is solo acoustic. And there were records, again, that, that it, it started to sort of raise its hand, like, I'm ready, I'm ready. And I just, no, I'm, I, it's a centerpiece. It's a nice sort of a side A, side B. And it is literally in the center of the record. Center of the record. And a side note, I recorded this song probably 12 times at 12 different studios and ended up um, at A&M with the Carole King Tapestry Steinway. Her piano. The piano she recorded Tapestry on. Nice. Same room. Wow. We had somebody bring in uh, Stevie Wonder's clavinet that he he played Superstition on. I was like, dust that baby for fingerprints. Oh, my g- genetic, yeah, just from, they're, they're incubating a new a Stevie the second. He'll be able to see and play twice as good. <laughs> it's impossible. Could you imagine? Uh, I can't. The, the Stevie Wonder that can see is Beethoven. Uh, do you want, to, uh, you want to head on over to the Steinway and sure. play the song for us? Ben Harper is my guest. The album's called Wide Open Light. This song is Trying Not to Fall in Love with You. too hard to breathe 
I try to run away, but you know that I won't leave. And every day I try to tell myself that we are through, trying not to fall in love with you. And all the nights seem so long, and the days how they linger. There, nothing can be done. Am I the only one? I try to play it fairly, but you don't play by the rules. Why do I look for wisdom when it's just a game of fools? It's a lofty aspiration, yet it's one I must pursue. Trying not to fall in love with you. Then they put me on medication, but it wouldn't take. I tried to sever relations, but the bond wouldn't break. Tomorrow I'll awake and try to start my life anew, trying not to fall, trying not to fall, trying. I'm trying. You see me trying and trying and trying and trying, trying not to. Call it a song. It's it, there's a whole kind of music theater piece in in that. <laughs> Trying not to fall in love with you, and uh, halfway through, at the end of the first half, just before the second half kicks in, a little operatic tenor happening there. May as well stretch it out. You know, something new. Yeah. Uh, what what a lot of fun, and uh, y- you kind of have to be 100% USDA grade A ham to get through a yeah, song like that. It's, uh, uh, it's deep waters, you know? <laughs> it's a tightrope, that one. <laughs> yeah, well, you seem to have a lot of fun playing it. Yeah, and, a lot uh, more fun playing it than living it. <laughs> well, the, um, the album is called Wide Open Light, and you mentioned, Ben, that... Um, You've, you've also been setting aside songs for a reggae album. Yeah. When do you know that these records are done? Music has a way of, of actually, to me, music has a way of being a texture. When an album and a song is ready, it hits on all of my senses. You know, I can taste it. You know, I can see it. The songs have colors. You know, I, I, it's, it's, it's more than just sound to me. Do songs have colors for you? They do. So you have some kind of synesthesia? I think that perhaps. And I think, and I'll bet if we, if we took a poll of what color that song was, 
of five of us or so in the room, I bet it would be three. I bet there'd be a majority rule. Huh. I mean, there are numerous musicians who who have synesthesia who see different key keys mm-hmm. as colors, mm-hmm. but I have not found any agreement. You know, I, I think Keith Jarrett thought. I think it was Keith Jarrett said C major was red. Robert Fripp says it's blue. Okay. You, you know, I mean, the, the, I was sitting on the porch when I was when when I was, had just come to L.A. with you know, a handful of songs, Dream. And I was sitting. We were staying at, at our friend Lena's house on on her couch. We were just my crew, our squad. She just housed us, and fed us. We had no money, no gigs. But she she heard something in the music I was making. She was like, "All right, you got you can just stay on the floor, get a sleeping bag, or you trade couch floor, couch floor, you know." And I was out on the porch one day, me and my co-collaborator at the time, JP, and our friend Jeff Gottlieb, and I, out of nowhere, uh, started playing this riff. And then these the words hit at the same time, and it was the song "Welcome to the Cruel World." Welcome to the I stayed with it for a minute and stopped, and we all looked Hope up. You find JP said, "You just see a color?" I said, "Yeah, I, yeah, I did. Did you? There was blue. I just saw blue. We all saw blue at the same time when I hit this particular chord. Wow! Like it was like corroborated." There were no mind-altering substances at Zero. work at the time. No, no, no you know, we, we couldn't afford them. <laughs> okay. Right, and and then a couple of people over you know thirty years have mentioned, you know, when I play this song, I see the color blue. Has, has anyone ever told you that? And two other people have told me that about that song. So that oh. was that's that's been interesting anyway. That re- really is, uh, and and you know. Uh, the, there are so many different types of synesthesia. With the, this is the most famous, where people, you know, hear uh, a color. Mm. I mean, I've played softball my whole life. Third base is always orange. I don't know why. Interesting. Do you play? Did you play Tompkins ever? Tom, no, Tompkins Park. There, there's no. Some, okay. No, no. Right. Central Park. All right. um, yeah, always been orange. Third base is always orange. I, and it's the only. And no one can explain why. I, no, I can't explain why. All the numbers from 30 to 39 are orange. 40 to 49 are green. 50 to 59 are blue. No other color has a number. I don't understand it. I didn't realize it because I didn't think anything of it sure. until I was like a grown-up. <laughs> so it's just so weird. And and it's so individual that that's why I'm saying it's, it's no, so unusual. There's something, to that, it. there's something to it. And I, you know, I, it's, not, it's certainly worthy of conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By by minds far more <laughs> far more into neuroscience than yeah, you and I, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, sure. I've even I had, there's a friend of mine who is working in a think tank that is is uncovering music that we are genetically part music. In in terms of like ratios of I, harmonies and I, I I would imagine there as you mentioned those those minds that get paid yeah, to do such yeah, yeah, things. Yeah. But he's just, there's a serious study going on in and around that. All right. Well, I mean, it's all. I'll check in with him and see how it's going because it, he and I are due for a, a catch up. It's all one spectrum, isn't it? Right? You yeah. know, visible light, uh, and then all the you know. And that the brings colors. it full. That brings it full circle. Once a song and an album is done, that's how I know it's done because I'm it's, I'm sensing it in in ways that aren't normally perceived as ways you would 
perceive music and, and feel music. There's a heat to it. There's a heat to it when it's when it's right. Yeah. And the latest... and, that, and that's how I finished Wide Open Light because there was a heat to this collection. There was, you know, it was like, all right, there it, there it is. All right. Uh, seven songs into the reggae record. Maybe it'll be eight. Maybe number eight will be the charm. Maybe you go as far as 12. You got to just... I'm not going to write... This one's going to take its sweet time. Yeah. Yeah. As did Wide Open Light, but it is finally out, and Ben Harper has been my guest, and... Ben, what can I say? Great to see you actually in person John, this time here. John, it's wonderful to see you. Wonderful to be here. I thank you for having me on your show. Thank you. And thanks to our crew, the uh, heavy lifting crew. Irene Trudell. Irene, <laughs> next level. And uh, Got to pro- get you to the house. I got a, I got a Steinway at the house we need to move. <laughs> <laughs> Producer Karen Havlick. Ask my wife. She's right here. Yeah. We do. Joe Enright shot our video. Eric Weber is our video editor. I'm John Schaefer, and you can uh, see all our videos on the New Sounds YouTube channel and keep up with what we're doing by texting New Sounds to 70101.